Hi, thanks for listening. This is the It's All Widgets Flutter podcast. My name is Hello Corny. Each episode, you get a chance to speak with another amazing member of the Flutter community. This episode, we are extremely lucky to speak with Ariel. Welcome. Hi, thank you for having me. Thanks for being on. So to start, do you want to share a bit about your background? Yes, sure. Um, so um, I have a lot of experience in the development industry. I've been doing it uh, for as much as I remember myself. For the first time I touched my first computer, I knew this is my purpose. And since then, I focused all of my efforts uh, to become a software developer. Um, I've uh, joined the army as a developer, and I've been in, in the army for almost seven years uh, doing um, work as a developer and as a team leader, and lastly, as a R&D department leader. And after that, uh, I left the army and joined the Senna as a consultant. I've been there three years, mostly doing .NET, WPF, UI stuff. And um, I, we, together with a few friends of mine, we started out Code Value. And together, we built an amazing company. Uh, I think at its peak, it was 250 employees. And I've been there for 10 years, and I've done a lot of mobile stuff that we will talk about soon. Um, and then um, I left uh, after 10 years uh, and went on to do different things. And uh, I've joined Lumen, a cool startup that is in the health industry. Uh, we are trying to track metabolism. And uh, we are doing a lot of flutter work. And this is a consumer device, um, a lot of opportunities, a lot of challenges, product-wise, uh, development-wise. I can say that uh, I'm feeling very lucky to, uh, to be where I am. And how did you first hear about Flutter? Was it through Lumen or before? Yeah, actually, it was before. Um, as I said, at Code Value, I've done a fair share of mobile development. Um, I've done native. I've done uh, also cross-platform. As a side uh, uh, note, uh, I've worked on many of the Israeli uh, Windows phone apps at that time. Uh, Way is Dominus Pizza, Wine at Walla. Uh, so I was very involved in the mobile community back then. And Team Sneet actually approached us and... Um, had a meeting with us and asked us how can we help push Flutter in Israel. It was a very early stage. I think it was maybe alpha. They didn't have a map widget back then. And the Hebrew support was also non-existent. So it was very hard to to actually do project with. But um, this is the first time that I like really put it under my attention and, and um, like following, started to follow and track it. Um, after that, I remember I've done like a session comparing the different cross-platform technology, Xamarin, uh, React Native, uh, and, and Flutter. And I remember it was my first time I really tried to do something with Flutter. And uh, the conclusion... Uh, 
something that was also uh, from the audience itself, that Strata was like the most, uh, uh, let's say, um, a promising technology of all those uh, gang. Cool. And other aspects you like most about Flutter in particular? So first, I must say that uh, since I had such a vast background in developing in a lot of platforms, I can really say, and I mean it from uh, <laughs> like from the bottom of my heart, you can say, uh, that I really enjoy developing. Um, the reasons for that are mainly the consistency of the development model. Um, so it can really rapidly develop various platforms using the same paradigm, the same patterns, and it's really scaling this down. Um, the, the fact that you are not limited by not anything, you can you know that you can do whatever you want. You can be pixel perfect. You can do any UI, and this and the amazing thing it without any compromise on you know complexity. Um, as I said, I was for years a, a WPF developer, and I knew XAML and every little thing you can do with it. Um, and I can say that uh, with XAML, you can also do anything you want, but the complexity was over the roof whenever you needed it. And uh, with Flatten, it's just like magic. It um, really is a fascinating technology. Yeah, I agree entirely. I think one complaint you sometimes hear about uh, dark code is how it can get deeply nested. I think there again, one of Flutter's great beauties is the fact that you can always break widgets further down further. Uh, and you can just keep subdividing and essentially build your own widget tree and, and make it extremely reusable. And that we end up with, with far less depth uh, of the widgets. Yeah, um, I, I agree. Um, this is something I think uh, beginners are prone to fall into and uh, and also, separating and like composing the widget is one of the, we can say, um, the things, the skills that you own and sharp as you go. And the, the composition, the separations also make your code much more maintainable, but also makes the, the graph much more easier to maintain. Although, I can say that as well, uh, during my time, and I keep comparing to Zama because it's very interesting to see that uh, in Zama, you also had a lot of components and uh, nested objects there in the XML graph. So this is not something that I'm easily, um, uh, you know, offended by or, you know, um, afraid from. Um, but uh, of course. You said there are ways to, to mitigate. Uh, so speaking about how you structure the apps, is there a particular state management library you use for most of your apps? Um, yes. <laughs> um, also, uh, I, I, I didn't say before, but I'm running the Tel Aviv Schnatter meetup, uh, which we try to meet every two or three months. Um, and one of the meetings, I also had a session about comparing the different uh, state uh, management libraries that we have at our disposal as Flutter developers. Um, so if you're like new into this area and you want to check it out, 
the various options. So I recommend you try to YouTube it. Or maybe actually we can put it in the uh, notes of the of this episode. Um, so uh, about my opinion, um, I'm pretty much a little bit like an old guard that I love the block uh, in, uh, option. Uh, so me, it makes uh, complete sense. And the integration with how Flutter works is is like it is a perfect match for me because um, modeling and looking at the code of the state machine, uh, which Block really is doing a great job in 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 allowing you to to build your logic around that notion. So um, and the easiness of how you plug it in into your widget tree and respond to changes. Uh, for me, the easiness of using it, because I, 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 from now, look at it as uh, the most obvious way uh, you can uh, describe the relationship between a UI and the UI logic. Uh, however, and I'm also contributing and helping build an app that is using Riverpod, and Riverpod is made tremendous leap forward in the last year um, and especially around uh, uh, the generated uh, code um, that they use for the providers and so you just put a notation of, of Riverpod on top of method on top of classes and, and it will just like create the provider uh, and, and, and it's actually quite magical to see um, and it's really robust and powerful, and, and you can, and it's, it's actually quite and simple to use as a developer. Um, but as I said earlier, um, I still like the formidability and the explicitness of the block pattern at the end of the day. Cool. Do you find you use the pattern itself or do you use the Flutter block package to implement it? Oh, I usually use the Flutter block uh, library. Uh, I find it uh, sufficient to my needs. Um, also, it includes the the, the qubit. Uh, um, um, you can say a base class that you can use. Um, and 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 maybe I can, if you if we want, we can. I can also share a little bit of my perspective on how I see it because it actually not defined in a way that uh, uh, the library like instructs you, look, this is, this is the philosophy, this is the religion, you should always do one and two, three, and it actually like, this is our tool, use it as, as you want. Like, uh, there is no like bad or wrong. Um, but for me, what it makes sense is I use the block uh, pattern whenever I create UI logic which is tight to a widget tied to a UI. And I use the qubit for things like API or services that I want them to be a, a, a stream, to have a stream, to have an observable into it. And uh, I can like pretty much plug and play and use both. Also when I can hook them into UI if I want. Um, but then the qubit or the service in this case is not specifically um, um, 
his responsibility is not to manage the UI itself, but maybe get some data to be accessible and have the widget uh, um, change the state based on it or configuration, for example, is a good uh, uh, example. Um, another thing is the texting library that complements the Flutter block. And this also, uh, for me, when I do testing for my apps, I'm trying to find the most uh, value for money, you can say, ROI. And so I usually do tests for my blocks. And I usually do tests for, for example, for services or for like classes with logic. And a lot of time there are qubits or blocks. So it makes perfect sense to use that library. Um, and if I can say another sentence about testing, um, I usually complement it with a flutter drive like a integration test. And end so I have coverage coming from the UI and coverage from the blocks themselves in the logical uh, uh, tests. Nice. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Are there any aspects of Flutter you'd like to see changed? Uh, yes. Uh, there, is, there, there is always room for improvement, always room uh, uh, for making it even more awesome. Uh, I can say that um, I would be happy to see uh, a bit more focus on the mobile. Um, I feel that ever since they, um, the Flutter team started to expand to other platforms, the mobile is a little bit uh, left behind. Um, so I would be happy to see more tools or more capabilities around a, a specific uh, um in a platform features that you can easily, you can use more easily uh, with Flutter. As an example, we can uh, talk about iOS widget um, or um, other, um, or for example, the tile that iOS now on the, on the main screen, uh, on the lock screen. So I, I would be happy to see more Flutter interference with this platform specific code. And beside that, um, something that I always wished for is uh, a more robust uh, runtime information, uh, which is now like blocked by uh, mobile security. So I would be happy if they could find a way to at least give us more more information on, on, on the types, even if like dynamic invocation would still uh, not be available. Um, if you don't know, Dart itself has the mirrors library uh, that allows you to get runtime type information, but it's not uh, available on Flutter. So I'll try to find like uh, something in the middle. Uh, and another thing uh, which is more related to Dart I would feel that the generic features are a bit, uh, let's say, could use some improvements and, and, and maybe around more usage of the dynamic and, and usage of, of, of doubt 
Um, all those things are, have some room for improvements. I think they they have focused a lot on the uh, safety story, and and hopefully now that it's uh, behind them, we can see more language features coming in. Um, we can see other languages advance, uh, and and I would be happy to see more patterns um, get into the language. Awesome. Uh, is there any advice you give someone just starting out with Flutter? Well, um, I'm trying not to, to sound too cliche. Um, I think that uh, our era is, um, is like symbolized with a flood of information, which can actually be very confusing for people that just start out because there are so many options, so many things they can learn, so many things they should follow. Um, and I can see it when I answered questions on, 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 on the main two Facebook flutter groups that we have in Israel. Um, people are really confused. And, and the state management question, for example, is a good example for that because people don't really know what should they do? There, there's so many things, and and you know everyone has their opinion. Um, so my recommendation <laughs> is basically to try to focus, try to 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 try and start simple. Uh, start with the flutter documentation. Try to clear out all the noise. Have something like a side project or something that. You really want to build and just put it out there. Ask for people that you trust or people from the community to review your code and, and to answer your question as you go. And there are also other ways to, of uh, getting uh, answers and uh, stack overflow, the Discord channel of Slatter and, and the Facebook groups as well. Um, so, just take it step by step. And the most important is just build something. Just make something work. And this is the way you actually learn by dirtying your hands. Cool. That's good advice. Uh, speaking of side projects, uh, you first reached out to this podcast because of a, a package you're working on. Uh, do you want to talk about, I think it's called Prism? Do you want to talk about what it does and the problems that it's trying to solve? Oh, yes, of course. And, um, so um, actually, Prism is uh, is not a name that I invented, and uh, actually, also the patterns that I'm using in in the Flutter Prism library are not uh, uh, my invention. I, I would be happy <laughs> to take credit for it, but uh, I have to be, uh, you know, um, true. Um, so actually, Prism library started out. Uh, during the WPS era, uh, I think around 2007 at Microsoft, where people started to adopt WPS, and they kept coming to Microsoft and tell them, okay, we see the Outlook uh, Windows app, uh, which is modular, uh, the Outlook app as email, has contacted as calendar to do, and we want to build apps similar to, to Outlook. So how do we do that? And the Python and the Practices team at Microsoft 
define uh, uh, the basically a, a, a guidance of practice, best practices on how to develop modular apps. And Prism was a code library in .NET that um, helped build uh, um, the concept um, and to implement this concept of modularity. So along the years, I've been like a, a member in the advisory board for Prism, and I helped evolve it to other technologies as we grow. Uh, as the years went by, basically, um, a UWP, for, for example. Um, and um, when uh, at Lumen, now I'm like jumping to, to 2022, 2023. <laughs> um, and so at Lumen, we have now a, a very mature Flutter app, which is quite rare if you think about it. Um, they started working with Flutter when it was just uh, coming out of the beta, and it's 2018, and they chose Flutter very, very early. So, um, again, uh, if we like jumping to now, we have a very heavy Flutter app, and it contains a lot, a lot of features. I mean, you can separate the Lumen app into at least five apps, which are standalone. Um, for example, we have a fully blown food log capabilities. You have entire uh, list of apps which only do food logging. Um, my fitness pal is a, like a good example uh, of an app of, uh, in this domain. <clears throat> um, so, as, as you can imagine, App that was built for such a long time, and uh, um, a lot of the patterns was invented along the way. All the best practices was discovered along the way. You have a, a, a lot of generations into the code of how you should uh, uh, model the app, how you should use the different uh, uh, um, features, and. Um, since at Loman we really want to um, run quickly, iterate on features quickly, get responses from the consumers, understand what is good, what's not, and 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 uh, and, and build this app in a very vast uh, uh, pace, um, I understood that the approach we should have in the app is modular, and the same patterns that. We used Prism back then, applies to to a Flutter app, which is built for complexity. If you have a simple app, then Prism is not for you. Um, if your app has five, six uh, requirements, user stories, then it's not it's not the, the the library for you. But if the app you want to build is complex and you want to have different models that each is maintainable and you can mix and match because, for example, in, in our in, in the Lumen app, we have a consumer device, an actual other device that you use for measuring. But let's say you, you want to deploy to the app store a, a version of the app without a device. 
and allow the uh, people to download it, use the full lock, for example, as, as we mentioned, and offer the device as an expansion or, or something that they can purchase. And then when they have the device, they will get the module of using the device into their app and have extra features. But the app should work seamlessly even without those features. So you will need to work on the glue and how those modules interact with each other in a way that it won't break every uh, uh, Monday or Thursday when you build the new version. Um, so this is Prism, basically. It's, it's a library that allows you to create those modules, uh, allows you to, uh, uh, to bootstrap them and load them up in a sequence which is uh, uh, reliable. It allows you to compose the UI because a module can decide, okay, I have like a setting and I want to host uh, uh, other widgets from other modules. In the example that I used before, if we have a device model loaded into the app, then I can have a widget which is specifically for the setup of the device. So the settings area need to dynamically behave uh, with the models that are loaded. So we can have a separation between the host and the children that will be glued to the host without any of them to know uh, who will be my host, who will be my children. Uh, so this is the concept of regions that we have in the Prism library. And the third is a pretty standard uh, publisher subscriber that allows to broadcast messages if needed and in a way that the publisher doesn't know his subscribers and vice versa. Uh, what is nice about my uh, uh, library that you can easily extend it to use uh, um, IOC containers. And, uh, we will have a, a, a version of it uh, that is using GetIt, uh, but you can wire any IOC container as you like, in the same manner. And we are also having another extension of Prism library with Go Router. And the new version of Lumen that we are building is basically based on those a library. And so far, I can say I'm very pleased with the results. That's really interesting. Thanks for creating the library and sharing it. Uh, I'll make sure to include a link directly to this library in the episode notes. I think the full name of the package is prism underscore flutter underscore core. Is that right? Yes. Um, exactly. And uh, as I said, more, two more packages uh, will be available as well on, on top there. Furthermore, um, this library, as I said, is very easily extendable. So this is why it's like um, Prism Core because you can take it and extend it and and like hammer it into the shape of how you you would want to use it. The opinions there are very mild, and I try to keep it as a set of tools that you can use because you don't have to. You don't like PubSub in your app? It's fine. Don't use it. You don't like the concept of composing widget using the the, the the regions as I described it? Fine, don't use it. You you just want to use the regions without the models. You can you can mix and match and you can do whatever you want, basically. Very cool. Now, finally, is there anything else you'd like to add or promote? 
So um, I think I already promoted a lot, <laughs> but I again will promote uh, the Splatter Tel Aviv meetup uh, because I think that uh, this way um, it's like one of the opportunities we have with the Splatter developers, Splatter community in our area to 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 meet and greet each other, and um, I also call people to come and join. And of course, I hope not to see you coming as attendants, but also as speakers. And especially, I'm looking for uh, uh, also women speakers. <laughs> uh, so I really, really uh, hope um, to see suggestions, to see sessions coming up. And um, we have um, um, a meetup. Um, and to, in this um, March 2023, this is when we are recording this episode, and I will be speaking about Prism as well, this uh, meetup. And I'm also going to take this session to, to Belgium. And there is a large uh, developer conference there, uh, and they accepted my talk. And on the flutter modularity feature that we talked about just now. Um, so it's it's going to be a really happy meeting, I hope. And we already have plans for the next uh, meetup, uh, which will be early May. So tune into our meetup, and, and I hope uh, to see you around. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Uh, thank you for listening. Till next time. Thank you again for having me. It was uh, a joy and uh, I hope um, I was able to contribute a little bit to the community and uh, and uh, also grateful for the work you're doing. Uh, keep it up. Thanks.